Good morning, Port Washington, and welcome to the uh, uh, Port Washington Board of Education Budget and Facilities Committee meeting. I'm your host and your chair, Dave Kirpin, and joining me, for those of you listening, is the committee and some members of the board. We have, we have Emily Bays and Deborah Brooks from the committee. We have President Nora Johnson and Vice President Elizabeth Weisberg from the Board of Education. We have uh, Ms. Callahan, our Assistant Superintendent of Business, uh, who is our committee liaison. And we have Dr. Shields, who is uh, very duly filling the place of Dr. Hines today. And members of the community, welcome everyone. I didn't our, think that was what he was here for. Well, he's here, he's here, he's, he's here. here. He can come anytime and he's welcome anytime. That's but uh, I'm noting that, that unfortunately Dr. Hines is not here. Of course, uh, uh, Mr. Rostano, uh, welcome as well. It's good to have you here um, with us. Okay, so uh, we are going to jump into the first item on the agenda, which is, of course, the budget. And now we are late into January, and it's time to really get moving. So, Ms. Callahan, I will uh, ask you for an update about uh, as many of the. Uh, well, let's start with let's start with item number one, shall we? Yes, transportation, and a lot of these items are intermingled because obviously they all add to the bottom line of the budget and affect the tax levy limit. Uh, we contacted our transportation carrier for in-district transportation and for some of our private and parochial runs. That's Pierce Coach. Uh, they have had a contract with us since 2001. They said they are unable to continue that relationship with the existing contract because the um, CPI that they're granted every year has not kept pace with their costs. They're not saying they do not want to do our busing anymore, but we are required to go out with an RFP, which we will send to multiple vendors. But uh, speaking to my colleagues who have experienced the same issue over the past few years, uh, increases have come in between 15 and 20% higher. That's a lot. And in calculating that out, um, roughly speaking, of course, uh, it's about $400,000 that we will have to add to the budget. That is horrible. And in other news, I am starting a school bus transportation <laughs> company. <laughs> In all seriousness, that is a very significant uh, uh, update and, uh, and, and, and hit, and my hope is that through an RFP process, we can hopefully identify a vendor that is, uh, is uh, willing to do the work, the good work. Wait, but I'm sorry. I think, Mary, are you saying that under the RFP, you expect that the prices will go up 15%? That is what I have that is heard what she's saying. from my colleagues that have experienced similar increases. We do have costs from our surrounding districts, what they're paying. Okay, that's what I just want to make sure. Like yes. The RFP we project will be an increase. Right, and I was just saying I hope that uh, it is not, in fact, the okay. case. Ms. Brooks. CPI is cost per individual? What is CPI? Um, you said CPI. No, consumer, consumer, consumer price, price index. index. Right, consumer price index. Cost per individual. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if it was. It's a good alternative percent. acronym. Um, everybody signed back no. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I got everybody back Is there a limited universe of bus companies? Um, yes, definitely. And because of our location. I was going to ask. Oh, because of our location? Because of our location. 
and their location because the distance from their, they refer to it as their yard, their parking area, to the school district is considered by the term deadhead, which means the miles that they travel, they're not paid for the gasoline. Uh, so very often Sorry. if a company doesn't have a yard nearby, they're not going to bid on your transportation. Yes, Ms. Bates. I have a question. Roslyn has their own bus, right? Yeah. But they don't, they don't uh, contract it out. Right. Um, is there a way, thinking out of the box and thinking perhaps ways, I, is there a way for us to work with Roslyn? I don't know. I know that their schools, some, some of them get out earlier than ours. Is there a way that we could join forces and think of some creative way for transportation? I don't know. I'm Before you answer there. that, Ms. Callahan, I will actually, so it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Emily, because I actually met with a former Roslyn school board member who spoke very passionately about uh, transportation, uh, say opportunities to save money for transportation. And so, um, I think it's a fantastic idea, and if nothing else, worth a phone call and, 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 and a, a small investigation. Certainly. I, I can do that um, just for the sake of overall information. We do use 27 full large buses, and we do already have staggered hours ourselves in order to reduce our busing cost. It's so funny you mention that because my new school bus company has 27 water buses. <laughs> um, I would just say, I know Mary, we had talked about this once before when we were having trouble with transportation and spoken to Roslyn. I don't know where that ever went, um, but I do know that they're a district of probably about a third or a quarter of our size, so I caution that the likelihood that they have enough buses to <laughs> To share. They, to they share. Well, we had talked about after school busing, perhaps using some of their buses or something else that perhaps. Or even even a consortium beyond Roslyn, Seacliff, uh -huh. and maybe in Manhasset. I mean, I, I think the the idea Manhasset is pot potentially yeah. there's there's uh, opportunity in 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 a consortium of sorts that would allow us to have a little bit more purchasing power. And we already do cooperative bidding things, yeah. with other uh, school districts throughout the county. But yes, I will certainly look into the Rosalind uh, issue, and I will be writing to the large bus companies uh, within the next day or two to simply alert them so that they have more time to think if they would like to expand because 20, to purchase 27 buses. Most places don't have 27 empty buses unused sitting around. But if you have more time to think about it, you might want to expand your own business. So more to follow on that, Quiet. except for the fact that where we are right now with the budget, um, in speaking to Dr. Hines, we certainly don't want to increase the budget anymore, which then brings, and I'm talking about $400,000, which brings me to the next topic, transfer to capital, because um, perhaps under these circumstances, we have to think about one roof being done rather than two roofs. 
Well, let's can we let's let's save the roof discussion for, okay. for fifth. Okay. Um, and Fund with balance contribution. To, if you want to go to that, um, in order to have any kind of discussion, I have been making assumptions, which I don't like to make, but you have to make some assumptions in order to come up with the number. So as of the moment, to get to the point that I am at now, I have assumed that we are taking $2 million out of our unassigned fund balance, which is not so different from prior years. The only other amount that I am recommending you take out is the $800,000 that we had set aside for the transportation liability from years ago that is being covered by insurance. And so that should be able to be freed up and will go back to fund balance. So by taking money out now, you're, it appears that you are taking an excess amount out. But in fact, that 800 will move from a liability account into fund balance. And in doing, making those assumptions with what I have in the budget right now, we are at a 4.5% increase in the budget. 4.5% budget, budget and, and almost levy. And almost levy. Yes. But not with. Is it staying within the 1.8? It's staying within the allowable limit. Um, and I, I know it's hard to understand this formula. Right now, I have a million nine in the transfer to capital line for roofs. Based on that number, which is considered an exclusion, we have no gap, meaning we mm -hmm. have enough money to meet the budget needs and we're within the levy limit. Once I take some of that money out, which is an exclusion, it then actually reduces the levy slightly right. and increases the gap. Right, so it actually helps us to have that. Well, I mean, To have the money yeah. in the transfer to capital line. That's right, uh, uh, so 2.8, would be the would be the fund balance contribution that you're recommending that I am recommending at this time. Okay, but it would really be 1.9. Well, it's two. Uh, it two. would be. It would really be two. 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 Yes. Two plus the 800k for right. the transportation right. liability. Yes. Mary, can I just ask a couple of questions? Have mm -hmm. numbers come in? Do we have ERS, TRS, health insurance numbers, and what those percentage increases are? Yes, we do, and that was also going to be part of the discussion and it will be what is the Could first presentation. <laughs> um, the TRS is the same number as, the same percentage as last year. Uh, um, I have to look it up here, but I do have it with me. And ERS went up slightly, uh, but of course the salaries will be going up, so that changes the number. Give me one second to find my copy. I have a whole box in the office with all these documents. Here I'm, we go. Okay. Because if it, we can, we can come back to this and go do the roof discussion first. It's not. We have to discuss both. Okay. So. 
I'm going to give you a minute to, to okay. look that up. Thank so um, let's move on to the roof discussion. We'll definitely come back to this. Um, with respect to the roof discussion, uh, is there what what is the update, if any, regarding the roof vitalization the, opportunity? The um, weather had, was crazy, but they were able to get the last scanning done last week by, by last Friday. The information went to the, uh, the roof company. They, I spoke to them yesterday. They will have pricing for me tomorrow. Yes, of course. Did they know our meeting was today? Yes. Um, but it's just, it's been the, the weather. But we were going to look, with the weather, we were able to, to, to know which roofs can be revitalized. The, yeah, the weather was preventing the scanning to take place. So the scanning still hasn't no, taken place? No, 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 that's all no, done. They just done. did the calculations. So do we now, I know, but. We're at a point now where the information from the scanning went to the roofing company. And they're deciphering, they're deciphering, and they're having break each building, they're breaking out the sections, what can be done, and with pricing. So we don't yet know, not only do we not know pricing, we don't know what can be done. Correct. And I will know that tomorrow. So officially we have not advanced, unfortunately, we have not advanced our knowledge at all. We're closer. But we're well, a lot closer. We're closer, but we don't have any more knowledge than we had last time, unfortunately. Right. So um, that was weather dependent. So, you know, we discussed this last time. I, 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 as everyone that was here knows, I believed that we needed to commit very soon, and I, but I waited a bit because I know uh, at least one person on our committee wanted to to wait a bit to commit to transferred capital versus the bond. Um, we don't yet have new information. Um, uh, Emily, I'll invite you to, if, if you well, feel... We can't. <laughs> we, we have no information, so there's really... Um, and it sounds like we have to do transfer capital. I just want to hear, though, what this transportation, no, new information is going to, I think, as Mary started to discuss earlier, and perhaps limit us how many roofs we're doing this year in our transfer to capital. So I just want to hear more about that when we get back to that discussion. Totally. I think, tell, tell me if I'm wrong, Mary, but I believe the irony is that the more we transfer to capital, that the easier it actually is to fit the other things in, in within the levy limit. Of course, the, the, the risk is always that the budget will not pass if, if, if we increase the transfer to capital line. But am I correct in stating that by, um, by, by having the 1.9 or more in the transfer to capital, it gives us more flexibility within the levy limit to increase the budget? It does, yeah. Um, the, as I said before, if it's an exclusion, then the district isn't looking to make up money for the levy. We're allowed to put that out to the taxpayers as part of the budget. So, um, okay, but so that, there's a fine line. Right. So that being said, I know you, you wanted to, would you like to address the, um, your recommendations or thoughts around the roofs per Emily's comment, or would you like to go back to TRS, ERS numbers? Well, the, the issue with, well, I'll give you the ERS, TRS numbers. The ERS number did come in, it's 14.65. The TRS is still actually an estimate between 9.75 and 10.25. I have budgeted at the higher, 10.25. 
and I've made certain assumptions about salaries because we're without contracts for teachers and administrators for next year. Okay. So the assumptions that you made is that they're going up or staying flat for salaries? Would you really like to have that discussion in the public portion of the meeting? No, I'm just asking for your, you've made the assumptions in those numbers. Yes. So, um, with regard to the roofs, right now we have 1.9 million in with the expectation of doing a portion of, well, doing all of South Salem. So, the one major piece here, the large 1. piece. 1.9 is for South Salem. 1.9 is for South Salem and Both. the high school. And Travis. That's what we had previously discussed. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Those are the two that you had. Those were the two. Okay. And so, so the reason, so I'm, I'm certainly open to hearing you, you, your feedback, Mary, along with, of course, everyone's feedback on this. The reason I like this plan is, is, is twofold. First, it sets us up for, uh, for the rest of the budget. You know, which is going to have some increases within within the, the the levy limit, and second, it sets us up for the next few years to be able to fix the rest of the roofs with a similar transfer to capital line that the that the the community has already voted on. The good the the, the bad news is, as as I've been saying all along, we have some selling to do to the community about this budget. But we would have had that if we did a bond. We 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 knew we had that. We've we we've known all year that we're going to have to sell this budget to the community. Um, the good news is once we do that, if and when, when we are successful, we will set ourselves yes. up for future so, years. Yeah. Um, Deb, then Emily. Okay, this no, may Deb. be a, a question for Ms. Callahan. The transfer to capital, there have to be beans in the pot, right, in order to transfer the beans from one place to another. So if, if what Dave is saying, if I understand you correctly, transferring 1.9 million or some amount each year, don't we have to have something in the fund to first be able to transfer it to capital each sure. year? It's part of so the budget. It can't it's just be. like any other budget code. It's an increase so, in the budget. So it's increase not automatically there every no. year. It has to No, but be I think what, first what Mr. Kirpin yeah. is trying to say that once it's in the budget in the subsequent year, it can be if, if it's the same number, it's not an increase. That I understood. It, in in other understand. words, the selling of the increase is is one time this year, which is hard. But but once we do that, we won't have to sell the increase as hard. It, it, it won't be an increase to there sell. There is no actual transfer. It's a, the, right. It's, it's the name. It's, a it's the name of a line in the. So budget. it's an increase in the budget. So we're actually adding one point nine million dollars in the budget. But it's out of the formula, so it doesn't go in the tax cap number. It's a transfer from our pockets, unfortunately. So it's at, not when we say our pockets, we don't mean the school districts. We mean the taxpayers. Oh, tax that's right. So it's because we do transfer other information, right? So we, that's why we have to be careful in the positioning. Then when we say transfer to capital, it's not money that the school district has, which I was confused with as well initially. Um, it's money that we, the taxpayers, have to pay. Right. Unlike 
So when we talk about transfer to capital, that's simply the name of the line item. When we talk about transfer from fund balance, right. we are actually discussing that's where I got transfer. That's where the confusion is. No, it's, that's it's a good distinction to make. That's a very reasonable it's statement. It's a good yeah. distinction to make. After a while, you say these terms for so many years, and there's an expectation that other people understand your lingo, but it's not always right. so but clear. This is, this is also why, going back to now the bond discussion, right? So we all have said transfer to capital is a better option because there is no interest paid out on that versus a bond where if we did a $1.9 million bond, let's use the same number, we would pay interest on that $1.9 million. It wouldn't come directly from my tax bill, per se, right? But we're going to be paying the $1.9 in interest. So that's where I think in the positioning of the difference of why did we as a school board decide to do transfer to capital versus a bond, that's the only, I think, difference and selling point or positive. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're, the idea is that we're saving you money. We're saving you money. It might not seem like it, but we are. And, and I think the other thing, and, and I, I mentioned this to Nora before, and I do think it's relevant. I think we have this really good video, and it's an opportunity to really get the word out about the great work that we've done um, at a time where it's going to be hard for people to say, oh, my taxes are going. I mean, nobody likes that. I don't like that, of course. But when, when, when parents are able to see the direct results of their taxes from children that are literally thanking them from the, uh, from the great uh, um, physical work and capital improvements that we've been able to make, I do think that will help a lot. Um, okay. I hope um, even community members who aren't parents appreciate how it's improved the district. Yeah, well, yeah. it in increases problem. Yeah. Right. So, so do so. Do you guys? Feel, so, before we even get to that, are we? Is there any more discussion on the um, transfer to capital amount and or you know bond versus transfer to capital? So, Emily, then Deb. So, no. The only question I have is what Mary started with earlier, saying that because of this four hundred thousand dollar potential increase, you said that perhaps we didn't do two roofs, we do one roof. So I don't want to just continue that discussion. So because the 1.9 is for those two schools, and so are you saying that it, if it wasn't 1.9, we'd add the 400,000? So if we wanted to do the two, two schools, Schreiber and Salem, that would be 1.9, we have this potential increase in transportation. Where does that fall in? How do we account for that? So the, the issue is the overall increase in budget. And if there's an increase of $400,000, do we want to also, we need to have a balancing revenue that stays within the levy limit. So do we want to reduce the transfer to capital so we can put money in the transportation line it will still impact the levy. It'll bring the, the gap. It will bring the gap up greater for the board to discuss. But, or are you strongly committed to $1.9 million in the transferred capital line plus 
the potential of $400,000 more and figuring out how much more that increases the budget, how much more that increases the gap. Um, is there a... Sure. I've got Deb and Beth. Uh, I personally am strongly committed, but obviously it's up to the committee and board. Um, Mr. Ostano, did you get any indication from the people who did the scan and the people who used that it's better than we thought? Not as, forget about the I, price. I, I nothing, nothing, nothing. I do not. No breakfast. All, I, all okay. I've been doing is pushing them since we the last meeting. But we already know that these aren't revitalized. Re, re, you these know, two are these not. These two are not subject to the revitalization. Are not subject to the revitalization. Right. So, That's so, the question. so the only real the, the value of the revitalization now is really thinking about the next five years. And so, for me, for instance, exactly. if they came back and they said, and they said we can revitalize all this stuff and it's going to cost next to nothing, well then maybe maybe <laughs> I know I'm saying if <laughs> then maybe it wouldn't be worth the extra push to get the 1.9 because we wouldn't need the 1.9 in subsequent years as much. But I'm going to, I'm under, operating under the, under the assumption that that likely will not happen and it's very, very nice to be able to protect ourselves for those future years. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm with you, Dave. I'm not, not... Oh, I'm so sorry. I skipped, did I skip Deb? No, I asked my Okay, question. good. Sorry. Um, not, not even for that same reason, although that is also a good reason, but also because these two groups are scaring me, personally. I, you know, we keep saying, and another year, another year, this isn't like it's getting done this July, it's getting done the following July, and any push is two more years, and these are not really groups that I don't, I, I don't think Jim thinks we have. That's just, again, it, it's, it's a balance. Just keep talking. Right? Right. So, Deb and I yeah. stood on the Salem roof. Right. We, I think it was your fault. We, we stood and it, and it gave. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, it was. I, I'm with you. I understand. So, so that, 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 that is the reason why I am committed to the 1.9. And you didn't go the bad part. But I also think that we have, aside from the, um, you know, aside from the 400,000, there's a tremendous amount of other things that are sort of in the umbrella of unknown. So I think that it is almost too early to even discuss reducing that 1.9 because of these unknowns. Because it isn't just transportation, it's transportation, it's potential increases in class sizes, God forbid kindergarten registration explodes. I mean, there's so many other things that over the next four weeks may factor in yeah. that I think we leave the 1.9 at least for now, for now. and we only discuss reducing that, God forbid some other like major, even worse than the 400,000, you know, I mean, that 400,000 could become a million in like that, we, we all know that, so. Fantastic. Um, did you want to add or yeah, your consensus? I just wanted to say for the record, I agree with Beth that it's very early right now to say yes or no on the 1.9 or what about the four, because we don't know any real numbers. The, the state numbers have not really, the final state aid numbers have not come in. As Mary pointed out, we don't really have the TRS number, you know, for sure. So it might go lower and we might be lucky. So there are things that are really, we also haven't really heard about any sort of changes in programming that Dr. Hines would like to make going forward and what the costs of that would be. So I think we are very early in the discussion. I think clearly we're all committed to getting the roofs fixed and we want to make sure that those roofs get done. So that's what I think the message is for now for the record. 
Fantastic. I think we have some great consensus on this. Um, I'm just going to turn, uh, because I do believe it's related, and, and, and spend a minute or two here on the PR efforts of the, the bond video. Um, so, and I'm not sure, uh, President Johnson or Vice President Weisberg committee, um, the extent to which um, this should be part of this working meeting versus another, but I think it's, it's essential that we get the word out now in the next couple months before it's obvious that we're, you know, in other words, let's get people feeling really good before we hit them up versus with, with, with the plan for the budget versus asking them like when it's happening. Um, so do we know what the, does anyone know what the current status of that video is? Whether it, I don't, it has not been, it, it is. It is up on, on is the it, website. It's on the website. Do we know if it's been released on social media? That I don't know. I don't think it has because I, I think, think we so. would have seen it. So um, my recommendation is that we uh, commit a small uh, budget. Uh, I mean, when I say small, I mean a couple hundred bucks. But uh, we, we, we commit a small budget to advertising that video within the community to making sure that both parents and community members at large see that video that we've worked hard on and that, that I believe is, 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 is a very compelling video. Beth? Um, just looking forward, Mary, for um, December 4th meeting, are we ready for February 4th? Thank you. You're welcome. Breaking bones, not functioning well with my head. Um, do, are we ready to start any of the budget discussions yes. as a discussion item? Can yes. part of that discussion item be an overall bond update with, you know, aside from the bond video, just to start to did focus we on that. We did. We did. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about the video. I'm talking about a sort of because the bond video is nice, but a you know a bond or overall construction update as we're sort of talking about adding to that is not. I would say yes and so let's let's say absolutely yes. In addition to the video being right. and, and at that point starting to say you know please you know whatever I mean I just think it's one more place to publicize that. I, I ju we just have a very obviously we have a very limited despite all of the thousands of listeners now and all of you guys in the room we have limited uh, uh, um, reach with 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 these meetings and so that's why I, I thought do, do other 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 is there discussion on or, or or thoughts on on my my recommendation about spending on Facebook to get that video out? Personally, agree. We should. Yes, yes. Well, I'm just, I'm wondering what would be that reach versus um, our own social media accounts and the various different Port Washington groups? Well, I think we should do, more. yeah, it's more. I mean, we should definitely all promote it ourselves. Um, yes. And um, we can guarantee, for, for literally for 200 bucks, we can guarantee to, to, to have all of Port Washington that's on Facebook see the video. So I, I, I think that that's well worth it. And then, of course, to the extent that we um, we all share it personally, of course, that there's no downside in that as well. It just when you do that, it, it boosts, so it sort of ensures that even people who might only check Facebook every three or four days, that it'll at some point they're going to see it, as opposed to if the post hits on Monday and they check on Wednesday, the, these ad boosts sort of really make it. I would say one more, one, 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 one more recommendation that seems easy enough is that we, we share the video with parent council and ask them to distribute the video via email, via the, the uh, HSA and PTA uh, emails. So noting a nod of the head of Ms. Epstein, I'm going to note for the record that we 
Mm -hmm. Unless there's any objection that we take advantage of that free opportunity. Yes. Fantastic. Any other thoughts on on this topic? Okay. Fantastic. Uh, one yes, quick thing President Johnson. Just uh, do it as one of those uh, pop-ups also on the we on the website because right now we had the pop-up. The last time I looked, we had the pop-up for the um, for the forum, I think. Mm -hmm. And now that's probably just says we've postponed it or yes. canceled. So maybe we could do a pop-up just reminding people that the video because yes. people may not have seen it previously. It says, that it says right now the pop-up says state of the forum district. has been postponed. State of the district is on February twenty fifth. Okay, so maybe you could have two pop-ups. Two pop-ups. I, I, I do, do I do like this idea and as a as a marketer by trade I would I would suggest that doing doing these things in conjunction with one another will support our efforts in in getting the word out appropriately um, I would would move on but we do have one more note which is school building supplies well yes go ahead we had some uh, preliminary run from the governor there was a little discussion the other day and I did uh, forward to Dr. Hines to send home in the board's packet um, a, a comparison of the 1819, 1920, and 2021 AIDS, um, which show you that these are really estimates. And it's unfortunate that uh, overall the community um, has the perception that these are numbers that are fixed in stone because, as I said to the group I met with the other day, the state estimated an excess of $800,000 last year in building aid that we knew we were not entitled to, but it appeared in Newsday that we were getting this additional $800,000. So. Um, which we at, did not get. Which we did not get, right. So at this point for next year, the estimate is about $10.6 I unfortunately, in my first round of doing levy limit, had assumed we would have at least $11 million in aid, so I have to reduce that number as well. You know, as you said, this is still very early in the process. Different numbers will change to... Um, accommodate when a revenue goes down and expense is going to have to also go down to uh, keep us at that same four and a half percent if that's even ultimately what's acceptable to the board. The chair recognizes Vice President Weisberg. So I've heard in circles that the governor is looking to change the way state aid is distributed somewhat mm -hmm. and move many of the things that are considered reimbursable aid now into foundation, uh, into foundation which he did on his estimate. Correct. Um, so can I jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I just wanted because this is that's the very important information, and that is information that will be included in our uh, legislative task force's foundation aid presentation. Stay tuned for more details on that. Uh, but the, as Mary, uh, yeah, we, we met yesterday and we discussed this, and Mary pointed out that there are things that are, so it looks right now, if you look at our foundation aid numbers, that we have gotten an increase, a significant increase in yeah. our foundation aid. But what is important to note is that that is not true. That in fact, the, the numbers are, they've shifted, so certain lines have now been put into the foundation aid number, and if I remember correctly off the top of my head, Mary, it's really an increase of 
$67,000 in foundation. Off the top of my head, I remember. That was great. It's quite, it's quite impressive, Miss Bates. Because <laughs> I'm not yeah, in a moment. <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, although it looks so, it, we will be talking about that very explicitly, but that is a good point to bring up because when we do look at the initial numbers, someone may say, well, no, you got an increase. No, we did not. So we have to be careful with that. And I hope no. someone will not say that if they've heard this podcast. <laughs> but I, my other question to that is, how, how damaging do you see that, or good, or I, I don't know. I don't even know what to well, do. It's hard to know. Expenditure-driven aids are exactly as they sound. So we, in the past, have gotten over $800,000 a year as reimbursement from BOCES based on monies that we spent in the prior year. So as our district grows, as our needs become more diverse, if as could potentially be, we expand the availability of BOCES programs to certain students in our district, we would normally see our BOCES aid in the subsequent year go up because we're using their services more. But the governor will freeze that number and therefore we will lose aid. Or transportation or other things that right. were expenditure driven so that, right. that 400,000 becomes a bigger problem right. than it is otherwise. That was right. It's amazing how news from the state is essentially never good news. Um, <laughs> But uh, so, so be it. Uh, we are still, though, uh, advocating uh, very strongly with our legislators and making these points. And, and we are going to be making sure that the community also stands behind what we're saying and asking for the community's help in getting the message out that poor Washington is not happy. So um, just that. Absolutely, and the chair, the chair recognizes and thanks the work of the Legislative Committee, and the chair stands ready to help the Legislative Committee in any way necessary. President Johnson, did you have a question? Um, I just, I have a question. When you say expenditure-driven aid, okay, so transportation would be reimbursement on transportation. Yes. If the governor's plan goes through and that is now part of foundation aid, are you saying that the same way that we get less foundation aid than the form, even the current formula provides for, mm -hmm. let alone what we would really need if the formula were adjusted, that that formula that works against us is going to work against us and how much of our transportation gets reimbursed? Right. They will, they will no longer say that you're getting 18.5% back of your dollars spent in the prior year. So as our transportation contracts we're talking about today, if they go up by $500,000, at least if you were getting 18.5% oh, of sure. that increase, it's money that comes back to us in the right. subsequent year. But that would, if it gets rolled into foundation aid, in subsequent years, it'll be frozen at a specific date and time yet to be decided. Well, I guess what I was trying to say is that implicit in moving the um, expenditure-driven column or items mm. into foundation aid is that they're not increasing our foundation aid commensurate with what we were getting reimbursed previously. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to make that yeah. clear. Yeah. Definitely. 
Yes, co Committee Member Brooks. Uh -huh. I would imagine that also makes forecasting very difficult because you don't know exactly, at, at least with the formula, knowing what you would be reimbursed, you know you will no longer have it, is my understanding, if it gets rolled over into the foundation aid. Right. You don't know for sure if you spend X amount of dollars on transportation, you will certainly get a certain amount right. back. So that makes it difficult. I have, I have a, have a look. Um, there, I just wanted to, to bring to the attention that there was legislation that was proposed out east in the river by the Riverhead area um, elected to try to get for districts that got less than 50% of their foundation aid. And I didn't know if, did, what percentage of foundation aid would you say we have not received? Do you know? Well, 50% because we should be close to $10 million and we're at five, but according to the way the governor is placing the numbers on specific lines. Now he's saying we're at $7 million, and he did not give us a $2 million increase overall in our aid. He moved individual aids up into that number, so we really got no increase. So we would potentially so, fit into that. So what I wanted to say that yes, except that there are certain criteria, and oh. one of them is that at least 50% of the students are eligible for free and reduced lunch, which we, we don't, don't meet. No. We would not we, be able to. We, we don't meet any of those the, criteria. criteria. Right, so I went through letting, them all. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just letting, if the public's not aware, I'm just letting the public know this is out there. I don't know much, how much traction it has, but it's out there because Riverhead yeah. is really, it's, it's fighting for its life right now. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say that it doesn't help Port Washington. Yeah. It may look good. Speaking of the public out there. When you get there, into the weeds, it's not helpful. Just for the record, I just want to, I've been doing this for three years, and it is unbelievably challenging to follow it all. And so if, if I were a member of the community that did not have exposure to this all, uh, it would be near impossible. So I, I commend anyone in the community and anyone listening for um, keeping up with, with all of this. And if folks have questions anytime, please uh, ask us, ask ask. ask Mary, ask the board, ask the committee. Uh, we're, we're here to help folks understand out there. Um, Mr. Uh, President Johnson, did you have a question? I, I did, and I can't remember right now. I lost okay. track. But I do have another question yes, that I wanted perfect. to ask before. Um, regarding the uh, transfer to capital, we had been talking about a certain portion of that being um, earmarked for the Schreiber <laughs> Cafeteria. Yes. Where does that fit in? Because so far we're talking about 1.9, potentially for the two roofs. But right. where does that fit in? Um, I do still have that in the budget, and sincerely would like to keep it in because that is really only half the cost of that project. The other half will come out of the school lunch fund. If we do not do it then the state is going to tell us we cannot maintain the balance that we have in the school lunch fund. I really don't know if they come and take it away from us, but we have $500,000 in that account, which far exceeds the limit, but so far each year we've gotten an exemption. Um, so to make a long story even longer, yes, it, that is still in the budget. The only other item that's in there is um, the resurfacing of the track at $156,000 and another $110,000 towards asbestos abatement because that had been a conversation the board had previously. 
So all of those items are still at your discretion. Of course. But um, I, I am really rooting for the, because you're doing, you're expanding your cafeteria. The serving line really is the original serving line that we had uh, in back in 1950. That's, that's truly remarkable. Like jo uh, President Johnson, you had one more question that I'm going to move that we, we move on. We have still other items in the agenda. Okay, a question uh, regarding the uh, transportation and expenditure during aid. Even if the governor were to um, get this passed, the legislators and or mm -hmm. however the process is done, would we still get our reimbursement for this year? Because, I mean, isn't he, wouldn't he kind of be stopped from saying, well, you're not getting reimbursed for this year? I mean, we did it this year anticipating the 18.5%. I mean, we had to transport the case anyway. If he's, if he's making this as his proposal mm -hmm. right. and the legislature accepts it, then anything from the past. I can't imagine It just that. seems like, you know, this year's transportation, like, I don't know how much more creative we could be to reduce, you know, we have the th to reduce the cost of transportation, mm -hmm. but nevertheless, the transportation that we're currently paying for was put into the budget anticipating that we were going to get that reimbursement. Yeah. So, I guess I should make that argument to him. Well, it's the BOCES that's the biggest. Um, right now, the transportation line is still in there. Uh -huh. The textbook aid, library aid, software aid, um, private, uh, yeah, one of the excess cost aids, and something that's referred to as high tax aid. So if you're in a community that's highly taxed, they give you a portion of that tax money back. That's over $300,000 and almost $860,000 in BOCES aid. Right. That's what's now being transferred into foundation aid, right. not transportation not aid Not transportation so at this moment. But the, the textbook aid and the library aid is over $450,000 as well. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like you know districts will be budgeting somewhat differently if they're not getting the aid. The aid. Yes, so but this year's, you know, the nineteen twenty budget was planned anticipating that we're getting the aid back. Although, I don't you think know, they just, would be taking away the nineteen. No, not the nineteen twenty. This is for next yeah. year. No, I know. But this year's aid is reflective of last year's expenses. Correct. So yes, this year's expenses, which you would normally have anticipated getting back next year, you would not. And, but it, it would not impact. Have we gotten reimbursed the last year already? It comes you over the course of the year. Yeah. It's not all one payment. Right. And in fact, I'll muddy the waters even more because our cost for the teacher's retirement system is more than all of the state aid we get. So we never see a penny. The money gets sent to the teacher's retirement system every month to pay that bill. <laughs> and then once the state aid is used up, then they bill us directly for the balance of the cost. Good cash management update. Thank right. you. <laughs> um, okay, so I am going to uh, move us forward and uh, thank everyone for uh, the discussion. Um,
The next item on our agenda is uh, Whitney Field. I believe we were looking at a uh, donation. Is that where? No. Are you skipping over no. school buildings? Uh, school supplies. Oh, it's just me. a very quick update. Last year, for the first time, the board did look more closely at school supplies in each of the school buildings to make sure there was a sense of equity. Um, and that was very helpful to us because in submitting information for transparency and getting ready to do ESSA reporting, um, that's a big question that is asked if you have not already set up your schools in that fashion. So I just wanted to let you know that we've done the same thing again this year and that the elementary schools are very much in line with what they were last year. As a matter of fact, the middle school costs are down slightly and the high school is up slightly, but in the high school we're taking into consideration the uh, construction which will require uh, a great deal of money for equipment in the technology room and in the cafeteria. They'll need all new cafeteria furniture. So um, unless anybody has more in-depth questions about that, I just wanted to put your minds at ease that that's going okay. Thank you, Ms. Callahan. So uh, and Whitney, Whitney Field. Field is, uh, we are getting requests to use Whitney Field. As you can tell, it is almost done. Um, people are asking to use the field in the evenings with lights and um, we certainly did put lights on those fields so they could be used. Uh, we're simply coming back and asking is there any level of limitation that um, the board thinks we have a rate for the use of all our fields. It doesn't make a difference if it's a grass field or so, and we approve that, those rates, at the reorganization meeting unless the, the full board wants to revise those rates or if there's any degree to which you want to limit the time in the evening on the fields, which was not discussed during the bond. Right. Well, I would say that there's moving forward for next year, we should strongly consider uh, changing the rates for a, a, a field that can be used at night with lights. So I would definitely put that forward to the committee. I saw uh, Beth and Emily have their hands up as well. I would say, I mean, whether we wanted to do it for this year or not, and I certainly wouldn't do it for this year for any of like our PA, PAL, any of those organizations, and I probably wouldn't do it at all for them. But for other organizations looking, I do think there should be a different rate for, for turf fields in general because they're usable even if it's raining. Um, so it's a guaranteed spot to play, and definitely for evening and lights, I mean, I know we put in LEDs, and I'm sure we did everything very cost-effectively, so it's not expensive to run, but there is a cost. I, I'm going to say that I think we should look at the rates. I don't know, you know, if we want to wait till next year, okay, uh, but I do think that we, when we did the rates, we did not have lighting. So that's a cost, uh, and I think that we should absolutely look at the rates again and see what it is that we want to do or not. I do think that with regards to Whitney Field going now, so my question is, are we going to do a, an official opening of the field? I mean, I know you said that you're being asked, and there are obviously outside organizations that are asking this, but as a district and as a PR, letting people know what, where their money has gone, 
I think we should, before we um, open it up, we should have some sort of ribbon cutting or some sort of official opening of the field with our organizations that will be using the field more than just the, you know, I, I, great, I great idea. Yeah. I so I'm, I'm hearing a couple different um, thoughts. So just to focus us in, when is the field expected to be available? March. March. Okay, so we have two, three items on the table. We have um, Ms. Bay's excellent suggestion of doing a, a grand opening for that field. We have the discussion about that Mary's asked us for with respect to what organizations can use the field and what limitations, if any, there will be. And then we have the discussion of potentially changing the rates. And I would suggest, I, I'm going to ask us to have the rate discussion at a subsequent meeting because it's less, much less urgent, but I definitely want to have that discussion. So we'll, we'll put, put that on a future agenda. Um, and then, um, my, my, I would, I'm strongly in favor of a doing grand opening and B opening up this field to community organizations without limitation for this year, but, but, but coming up with a policy about the organizations and the rates for next year. But that's obviously for discussion of the committee. That's including nights. That is what I'm suggesting. Um, but but I understand that, that there may be uh, rates. Well, that's what I, I think. Don't we have a cutoff in yeah. our rates? I see. I, I see Beth's hand, and then we can discuss that. Yeah. That is, that's a whole separate discussion. Yeah. The um, the idea of the grand opening, I think, has already been tossed around, and I know um, our athletic director is working on trying to get like a day where there'd be a couple of games and and you know, get the, the performing, like the, the band and all that. So she's working on that as she's working on her spring schedule. So that date should be um, to be determined that that is under. Okay. So with, res way. with respect to the use of the field, uh, Jim, are you implying that staffing would be a concern if we were to have night use of the field? I just think more, a little bit of thought needs to go into protocols for mm -hmm. night games because mm -hmm. we've never had it before. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like to just turn switches on and let people use the fields at night. I think we have to really um, digest the use a little bit on our own before we, we give it to the uh, to anyone that we're not supervising. That's my opinion. I also thought that our rates did have a time limit, right? Because didn't we talk about security guards, I'm remembering, and um, the blocking of the, the field. The blocking of the field. So there is an a ongoing time limit, discussion. Right? Uh, well, the fields close at dusk now. Right. See, that's so we don't have a policy in place. I really think it's more than just let's rent the fields. We need to do a little bit more of a process. I think it's like we need to digest it ourselves because it's brand new to everyone. And see what other districts do well, who yeah, have nightlife. Just get a feel of it before we, uh, yeah. I can interrupt you, but uh, no, just to get I a feel you. of what we have. Yeah. Because we don't know. Well, it's, I, it's new to a lot of people. So I agree within reason. I think that especially given that we're going to be asking taxpayers to fund additional expenses and this field is going to be here and beautiful, I would not want us to wait so long that we do not have access to this field um, until after, frankly, the, the budget vote. So my, my recommendation is that we do gather some information um, and get this on an agenda relative. I mean, we still have some time, right, before before March and before it opens. But but let let's 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 discuss this and see the extent to which we can open up this field and and let our community use it. 
if we put it on the February 11th agenda for here, it, if we made any changes to the fee schedule, at least we would have the February 25th meeting, Board meeting. to approve so yeah. that, so I would, I would put it on that. So could we get for that February 11th meeting, maybe Jim from you, a projected what type of costs you think will be associated if just for a projection for running the lights and keeping the field and, and, and a recommendation from you as to a time we should close it. Yeah. The, you know, I mean, having the lights on, do they stay till midnight? Do they go off right. at night? Right. And then like to, to, be. And to Nora's point, uh, looking at what other districts do that have mm -hmm. um, a, a, a field with lights, I think that will, give, that will inform us Help and us. give us some opportunity. Okay, fantastic. Um, I'm just right. just throw, not to throw a wrench into it, but another consideration will be like the neighbors and the noise mm -hmm. level from a nighttime game. Like we, yeah. you know, that's just know something else folks to consider. In Monford, um, we're very concerned, as were some of the homes uh, just past the post office. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm thinking our grand opening is an all-night loud music affair. Right. Okay. Um, thank you, uh, President Johnson. We will, of course, take that into account. Um, okay, so the next item on our agenda is the re revenue generating ideas. Um, since our last budget meeting, um, President Johnson and I met with the teachers and um, uh, collected some ideas from the teachers. And I, I, one com very compelling idea that I would like to add to our mini list uh, moving forward is a, a daycare uh, opening up a daycare facility. And I realize, of course, there may be, within, like any ideas, um, challenges and limitations, such as space limitations, but there was um, very notable interest from the teachers, and so I think we'd have a built-in customer base very quickly, and it is certainly worthy of our uh, further investigation. So for now, I would just like to add it to the list and then we, we can discuss it at greater depth at a future meeting. Um, we do have two other ideas to that we said we would come back to. Uh, one was the insurance, uh, the life insurance concept. So and, Ms. And Callahan, I'm wondering if you do have some intelligence on that. Well, I don't know about intelligence. Uh, similar to Mr. Astano, I am meeting with the life insurance person tomorrow. Perfect. <laughs> However, um, I did find out more information regarding those original policies. Uh, part of the policy purpose was in case an individual died within the 10 years in which they were being uh, given their incentive money, $5,000 a year for the 10 years, they would then receive a lump sum for the balance of those years from that policy instead of the district having to pay out um, for six years at $5,000 to the estate of someone. Uh, but that's about the extent to which I have any additional knowledge at this point. So we will, we will move that to uh, the, the next meeting, that discussion. And then the other uh, update is that with respect to the uh, subcommittee that we formed, we do have our first meeting date, uh, February 12th at 1230. Um, so uh, those of you listening at home that would like to join the uh, subcommittee on the Sands Point property uh, and what to do with it, that's the working title, um, February 12th, 1230. I would like to meet 
there, at least for part of that, that session, um, what is the, I'm assuming that it's not uh, heated, so is there any, um, there's no structure at all. There so, is a structure, but it's, it's really, um, should be demolished. It's not, it's not, it's not able to be entered. Okay, so I'm going to suggest that we, uh, I, so I will, I will um, offline figure out where we can meet that is not too far so that part of the meeting can be a quick further run through for those of us, including myself, that have not yet seen the property. So stay tuned for that. Um, I do have one question regarding the property. The realtor suggested um, that we spend some money uh, to have uh, markers put up. There are some markers there, but we don't know who put them up. Unfortunately, the surveyor who, for the survey that we have, is no longer in business. And it could be um, expensive to have a new survey done, but I don't know if the committee wants to authorize that at this point. Well, I would say at this point it's premature because we, okay. we really need to think about what we might do with it before okay. we do that. But is there is there a consensus from I the agree. committee on that? I agree. Okay. I was just going to ask what the ballpark on getting a survey of the property? I have not even begun uh, to make calls. Oh, okay, I just have yeah. no idea what yeah. that Sure, the ballpark is too much as far as I'm concerned, but yeah. yes, I, I understand. Okay. And just one point of clarification, I think it may be clear, but I'm not 100% sure. The recommendation or the, the uh, brainstorming idea from the teachers regarding the uh, daycare was actually their, um, their idea was that it be a daycare center where those teachers that have children themselves could drop their kids off, but then we could, if we were able to get through all the hoops that would be required, it would be a daycare center that was potentially reasonably priced, and it would be potentially one for infants or for preschool. I mean, it's a very new idea, but mm -hmm. it started out with them thinking, this would be great for, you know, like a daycare center for our own kids, so we don't have to, like, be worried about going back and forth or where our, what no. our kids are doing while we're this working. This is for the Sands Point property? No, 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 this is just, just, a, just a general so revenue of a brainstorming idea. idea. And so what I'm going to do per, I'm, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it in a little bit greater depth next meeting, and I'll do a little research in the yeah. meantime. Yes. So um, when I was trying to find the Sands Point property, when we met at the property, it was, it's the address is very misleading. So for people who want to scope it out before any such time so they get an understanding of what it is, it's literally, I would say, the southeast corner of the entrance to the Sands Point Preserve. And it's bounded by a fence. And you'll see a little kind of gatehouse, turret-looking thing that looks like it really is beautiful. It's stone, but there's it's definitely dilapidated and surrounded by a fence, and nobody should attempt to go in there. But if, people want to do a drive-by, that's where it is. If you were to turn into the entrance to the Sands Point Preserve, it would be immediately to your right. Thank you very much, com welcome. committee this member. Um, uh, Brooks, and I, I will very likely use that um, on, on listening to the podcast to find the property prior to February 12th. Look, I try to help where I can. It I is very much appreciated. appreciated. The next item on our agenda is uh, is the Tuesday, March 3rd meeting that Ms. Callahan has a conflict for. So I am asking whether uh, you folks would like to meet later in the week, if that's at all possible. I cannot later in that week. But um, you call 
meet without me too. That's why I'm, I just, as a committee member, I cannot be there later in the uh, My recommendation, given that my schedule will likely not allow the rest of that week, and we've already heard Ms. Bays would be that we, we, we um, I mean, it's close together, but I still think with the, with the way things will need to be moving with the budget that we should not cancel the meeting and we should meet perhaps on Tuesday, March 10th, if that date is available to the committee and Ms. Callahan. Does it make sense to do it the week beforehand? Another day, another than Tuesday? In other words, the 25th? The last week of February? That... Uh, I'm just asking if it makes sense. I mean, either way, e either way, we're sort of moving up. Uh, February 25th is probably more. I can do that. It's a president's meeting, you said, at 10 a.m.? You'll be out by 10? Mr. Astana is not available on the 25th. So, no, not on the 25th. No, that's the 26th. That's... Was, was there a conflict on the tenth, or was you just that you was close close to the uh, the seventeenth? I don't have a conflict. I think it's, I think there was just another suggestion. I, I don't know what. I don't have a conflict. On okay, the so let's let's move move the fourth. We, could we do it on a Wednesday, or that's out? My session that, that that's that's out for me. So my that's out for me. It is so. So we're going to go ahead and move it to the unless to some, the something happens offline. Let's, let's let's go ahead and move it to the tenth, please. Thank you. Still at ten a.m. That's correct. Okay. okay so are we officially canceling the third. Yeah, we are. Well, we're moving to the tenth. Rescheduling. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You are welcome. And now I turn to members of the community to be heard. The, or we're waiting until you all have done your Facebook thing and we're getting work. Right, so I will I will be in touch with you uh, once the video is uh, I will be in, I, will, I will be in touch with you about about the dissemination of the video. And thank you for volunteering to own that. Yeah. I'm so, not suggesting anything is expensive or elaborate as the current part. I would say duly noted. I guess my, my, my concern would be, um, like, a, very broadly speaking, fear-based selling versus, like, uh, happiness-based selling. And I'm not, it's definitely an interesting idea worthy of discussion. That would be my initial uh, concern. I guess the question is, can you... Can you, you really see it? see it? Because when we were up there, we looked, you couldn't see it unless you actually put your foot down okay. and you well, then that, then you felt that it, you really no longer visual. saw it. Right. So that's why well, I just, I understand your point is, you know, being, you think of a roof deteriorating, you think of all kinds of things poking through and at least with respect to South Salem, and I don't know if there were other parts we didn't see, 
it's not clear when you look at it how what, what the issue is. Yeah, I it depends. On I, the I don't roof. know. If it depends on the roof also. Mm -hmm. All right. So, because years ago, I think I was with you, or maybe Dr. Mioli, but we went up on the Sousa roof, and yes. this is many years ago, like 15 maybe. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it looked like a terrarium up there. You know, like I, I mean, there, another part. Yeah. Yeah. So that was section. like that would be. Yes. Pretty obvious. That's a different, that's yeah. a different part. But just to give anybody a, an idea, and it's hard to see it, but if you look at the Sousa roof and then you look at the Salem roof, they're two different colors, but the Salem roof was overlaid because of the, uh, we took precautions. So you can't, to, to go with what Ms. Brooks says, you can't see going <coughs> on because it was covered with a, uh, a coating or a layer. So it just, so, that, so the visual would not. Uh, I mean, we could do a video of us standing like we, we like we did, and <laughs> and and, and show through. and showing that you know you put your foot down and, and it gives. My concern would be that you know scary. it is scary, and and what what do you really do with that information if you're if you see that video? I mean, no, I don't want anyone. I want everyone to support the work that we need to do with respect to capital improvements. I don't want anyone to be afraid that the roof is caving in on their children, obviously. visual ways to portray it. You don't have to stand there, you don't have to look at it. There are layers, there's contractors do videos all the time. Sure. This is it, take a cross section, mm -hmm. look at it this way, this is what's happening. Five years ago it looked like this. Right now it looks like this and it's not falling on your child, but there are visual ways to sell the point without standing on it. Agreed and duly noted. Other uh, questions or comments from the community? Okay, our next meeting is uh, February 11th, uh, excuse me, uh, yes, February 11th at uh, 10 a.m. right here in the uh, Kathy Mooney Annex at the Daily School. And as always, if you're listening at home and would like to win a prize, uh, just send me an email saying you've listened to the entire meeting dkerbin at portnet.org. Thank you very much for attending in person, those of you that are here, and the meeting is now adjourned. <laughs>